Wow, I can see literally a trident of veins in your forehead right now. <laughs> I was going to keep going, but I was like, I don't want to do this. This would be bad to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it was one of those things where you're like, I'm going to do this. And then you're doing it. You're like, got to keep it up. And by the end, you're like, why am I doing this? Yeah, uh, I'd say I'm going to go. I'm going to go uh, super cuck saying and then uh... <laughs> basically. <laughs> Uh, guys, welcome to Watch from Mercury. This is an anime watch along podcast, and we are watching Jujutsu Kaisen season two. I am your host, Maxim. I am your host, Alex, and Jujutsu Kaisen pulled some shit this week in a good way. Yeah, I am. I'm really pleased with it. Uh, but before we get into it, I want to say we got a Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Watch from Mercury. If you enjoy this show and what you're listening to. You can subscribe. We do, right now we're doing an extra anime movie every month. We are slowly working through the Gundam movies, and at a certain point we will do something else. Um, also, we have a higher tier called Shonen Jump the Shark, where we just kind of discuss anime things in general, not episode reviews at all. Uh, you may have noticed that we actually put one of those up on our main feed last week with Derek from Shadow Public Radio from People vs. Vo- uh, Voyager and People vs. Gundam Wing. Uh, we had a fantastic episode of So Fond that we gave you the Patreon content for free because we just wanted everybody to experience it, you know? <laughs> yeah, that was a really fun time. I was really glad how that turned out. It was good. It was sick. Um, so when I have a joke, I'm just like, oh, that 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 was fun, right? Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, have a good fun time between anime boys, non-toxic anime boys. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, patreon.com slash watch for Mercury. And if you join the Patreon, um, even at the lowest tier, which is like $2 or something, you get access to the Discord server. So, if you want to pop in the Discord server and be super civil and not horny or mean or anything, that would be amazing. We have channels for different shows. You can request channels. You can discuss um, what's going on in the anime manga world. You can show us your gunpla builds. You can even just uh, yell about political ideology as long as you're re- reasonable. Um, as long as you're like left of center. <laughs> oh, yeah. Kind of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you made it this far on this show and you're like, oh, man, I love the anime, but I sure hate those communists. Well, the, maybe the Discord server isn't for you. Mm-mm. But Mm-mm. Uh, yeah. Patreon.com slash watch for Mercury. Uh, we do this show every week. We love doing this show. And uh, throw us a few bucks if you want to support us uh, and show you appreciate it. And uh, other than that, um, watch for Mercury at gmail.com. If you got any listener mail, if you listen, if you watch one of these Jujutsu Kaisen episodes and you got something you want to say about it to somebody, send it in to watch for Mercury at gmail.com and we will read it on this podcast. You can also send in whatever theories, beef, compliments, general, anything you want, you can send in, okay? Uh, once again, watchformercury at gmail.com. Let's get into it. Jujutsu Kaisen, uh, season, or episode 30, it's like that. What's the vibe? How'd you like it? Uh, we interrupt Jujutsu Kaisen to bring you Evangelion, and I'm here for it. <laughs> when the water parted, <laughs> I... 
I lost my mind. It I was, was like, so good. I was like, this is my favorite character now because yes. it's it's a Mecca. Mecca, <laughs> like Mecca. They tricked a Mecca Maru. It was there the whole time. Yeah, I was like, okay, they call him Mecha Maru, but he controls his body from a distance, whatever. And then what it became was like, oh my god, I'm so fucking down. Bandai better release a kit. I want Whoa, it so bad. That would be great. <laughs> so, other than that, I thought it was really good. I love that they they kind of led with their B story because they opened with this just slice of life you know, young girl wants to date Itadori, which you'd think would be the runner in between plot points, but they kind of just gave you that up front to give you the vibe. And then on the back half was the intrigue with the, you know, moving political forces and the big giant robot fight. I thought it was really good. Yeah, it was, it was great. And for a return to the present after the last mm. few episodes, we're in the flashback. It's not too much to bite off. And yeah. I will say they did an excellent job of serving up the plot. Um, yeah, there were like two moments of, okay, you're explaining yourself too much, but that's that's a win. I'm like, yeah. all right, you don't need to tell us exactly all that. You know, there's a special grade, but then there's a almost first grade, and there's a book. I'm like, yeah, I gathered that, but you have a hierarchy. I don't think we need the entire form <laughs> you got to sign. Uh, and but uh, hey, you gave me a giant robot fight in my magic anime. I'm not gonna complain that much. Yeah, it was a great time. <laughs> I I like could not believe it. I was like, this is not only is it a giant robot, it has the stupidest longest name I've ever seen. <laughs> Which for some reason on my TV was not translated, but on my phone it was. Watched okay, much of the second time on the uh, the elliptical and um, gave me the whole like, oh, that's what that meant. Okay, it was um, Mechamaru summons Ultimate Mechamaru Mode Absolute Armored Puppet Armored Puppet Ultimate Mechamaru Prototype Zero. <laughs> Can't even fit that on the model box. So fucking cool, dude! Like, I was in the middle when they were talking about ratting out the mole. I was like, a little like, okay, what? I I, I guess I don't understand what they threw is this this mole thing just in this episode, right? Had they set that yeah. up? Yeah, nope. I was no like, setup. Oh, okay, there's a and it was like he's working with a curse, but it might be with a curse. I was like, what are you talking about? Okay, and then yes. they kind of goes, all right, we're looking for a rat. I'm like, all right, that's I'll go with it, but I couldn't quite understand Gojo's monologue. Yeah, and then when we got the final scene, I was like, okay, so the whole rat thing, the mole thing, we don't really need to know much about that. We're just cruising right along, basically. Yeah. So let's get into it. Uh, the episode opens with uh, Yuji, Kugisaki, and Megumi walking down the street trying to decide what to do with their day. Uh, Megumi leaves. Also, I watched a video on this. Um, apparently, everyone in this anime has like a really boring Japanese name, basically. They're all very normal names. But uh, Megumi is like, he, he might as well be named like Megan. Like it's like a it's like a really common like it's like an Ashley. It's like a really common girl's name. Oh, it's like wait, like are there male Ashley? Yep, there are. It's you do that math in your head. Like yeah, huh? Okay. Yep. So Megumi leaves. Uh, Yuji tries to convince Kugisaki to see a movie, which is Human Earthworm Four. We have to talk about Human Earthworm Four. It's and he shows her the trailer, <laughs> and dude, I didn't I didn't transcribe the trailer, but. This was so bur- fucking funny. Don't worry, funny. it's burned on the inside of my eyelids. We can, I can just dread it all up for you. The, a mad scientist turns a man into an earthworm type of man, and he's like, 
kind of rejected from society and then he meets a girl who's in love with him and treats him like a person <laughs> and then he gets killed and then when he dies all their little earthworm human babies walk out oh, hello new <laughs> nightmares I laughed oh, so hard at the it, human earthworm. It was really funny and in the right way that it is also really fucking creepy. Just the mm-hmm. little earthworm toddlers going, Papa, Papa. I was like, ew. Um, I didn't realize, first of all, this is human centipede. Clearly, it's a joke on that. Yeah. With a, but with a better story. Romantic. It seems like, yeah, it's like rom com, but make it body horror. Uh, but so. I didn't realize it until the second time through. I think this is just a metaphor for Mechamaru and the whole transcending humanity kind of a thing. It felt like it was a pointed, like, kind of... Microcosm is the wrong word. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's a metaphor for what we're going to see later slipped in. It's like a foreshadow. Yeah, and I didn't... I, I don't know if I'm entirely right about it, but it felt like, okay, they really dive into this thing that feels sort of similar to guy who puppets a thing then what's his real body and is he more that you know all that kind of stuff that i'm like i think this is a joke that's actually significant for what we're going to say you don't obviously you don't need to know any of that stuff to see that but it felt like it was a tonal foreshadowing interesting i felt like it was one of the things that i really appreciate about this show which is that it doesn't mind meandering sometimes yeah like it's not they we have not yet received a full Jujutsu Kaisen filler episode. However, they kind of break the filler into like little pieces and throw it in the normal episodes, which I just yeah. think is like fun. Yeah, um, and this, like I said, the first half of this episode is a slice of life anime. Yeah, and I mean yeah. that's a good thing. It really works. Um, so Kugisaki uh, is not going to see Human Earthworm four. She declines and she's like, "I'm going to go shopping." So she leaves. Um, and then Although, we see- what, kind of, what kind of trailer has the ending in it? Yeah, <laughs> that was that was a thing of a bygone cinematic era where nobody cared. Now that would be like, what are you insane? That's the last shot. Yeah, right. <laughs> or is it? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so Yuji leaves, and we see a woman or a girl staring nervously at him from across the street. And then cut to uh, Kyoto uh, Principal Yoshinobu's office. We see Toto and Meimei. Uh, they're recommending y- Yuji, Kugisaki, Megumi, Panda, and Maki be promoted to first grade sorcerers. Um, and we kind of get an exposition dump. It's too um, much. Which is we essentially, do. they carry out a mission under an existing first grade. Then they'll become semi-first grades, and then they'll be assigned first-grade missions of their own. And depending how they do, they will become first-grade sorcerers. I feel meanwhile, like we've gotten all of that from just context. Yeah, and then meanwhile, like so uh, May and Toto play ping pong, um, which is kind of funny because it's like this is just like a a visual thing here, just while they exposition dump. <laughs> yeah, I I do like appreciate that this anime once in a while just decides it's a sports anime. Because mm-hmm. man, they get they show you the arcs of those ping pong balls, and then just watching Toto get his feelings crushed because he didn't read the fine print. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. Uh, but yeah, he was like, he's so. Uh, Toto explains that Yuji is going to go on more dangerous missions because they need to increase his chancing chances of finding Sukuna's fingers, 
which is something that I have not thought about in months because <laughs> we've yeah. been in the past. Um, Pretty much. I think about it because I have a Itadori as Sukuna action figure on my wall. But if it weren't for that, I'd been like, oh, yeah, this is a, essentially an anime about eating fingers. Yeah. <laughs> essentially. Um, it's a fetch quest for fingers. Uh. Toto says he's going to look forward to working together with Yuji. Um, he thinks it's destiny that they'll work together. Um, uh, and then May breaks the news to him that you can't work with a, sor- a sorcerer you recommend. And he makes an amazing face while he misses ping pong. Yeah. Also, that's a good rule. Could keeps conflict of interest out of it. That's smart. Yeah. Um, anyway, May wins the ping pong game. Uh, Toto is very sad. Um, back out in the street. Kugisaki is um, approached by the girl who is staring at Yuji, and she's like, do you know Yuji Tadori?" And then we cut to the intro. So, since we just did our intros episode, how do you feel about the new intro? I love it. I think the song's really good. I think the just just the, the characters in a dark, ominous parade, I'm just here for it. I'm, I've been making a playlist of anime music since we had that episode with Derek, and I'm going to mm-hmm. put this on, definitely. Oh, okay. Uh, when you get the playlist put together, let's put the playlist on our Patreon as a Can post. Can do. It's up to <laughs> currently three hours of music. Three hours? Yeah. Because there's a difference between a make, make a mixtape and a playlist. This is meant to be just hit shuffle and go, oh, it's brought me this and this and then. It's not like curated. I'm just dumping stuff in and you got it. It's going to take you where it's going to take you. And sometimes it still manages to give me three Attack on Titan songs in a row. I don't I don't work at Spotify. I don't know how, how that happens, but. Yeah, well, guys, if you want three hours of anime music. <laughs> and you do. <laughs> and you do. Hit us up. Get on our Patreon. Um, but yeah, uh, I this intro i love the intro visually i thought it was very cool we are alluding to something called the shibuya incident which we have not seen yet so once again kind of foreshadowing in the intro but i really like how stylized this was and like the red colors very cool yeah i was a little unclear on what the shibuya incident was because it hasn't happened yet yeah but they referencing it i was like Okay, because when when a show throws exposition at you as much as this one does, kind of has that witch for Mercury effect where I'm like, wait a minute, are you subtly alluding to something you're going to reveal later? Or did you tell me too fast and it was in one ear out the other? Right. Yeah. I... <laughs> you got to you got to slow down. My ADD ass fell off the back of the truck. You got to. <laughs> they they definitely do that. And I think. We're not they put they put stuff in the intro for us to see later, but we always yeah. feel dumb when we see it. <laughs> yeah. Which is as I said in our last episode, I like when when intros do that. I think it it's is cool. nice. Um okay. Uh back to the episode in a diner, Kugisaki is talking with the girl and we learn her name is Yuku Yuko Ozawa. She was Yuji's classmate in middle school and she had a crush on him. And for context, they only graduated middle school six months prior to this episode because they're all freshmen in high school kind of age. And uh, she shows Kugisaki a former a picture of her where she is like much shorter and overweight and kind of frumpy. And she's like this beautiful girl now. Um, and Kugisaki can't believe that she's changed so much in six months. 
But uh, Yuko basically says that she had a huge uh, crush on Yuji. And um, since her appearance has changed a lot, she thinks she might have a chance with him. Um, Megumi, uh, well, Kugisaki calls Megumi to come and confirm that he does not have a boyfriend. And the way he confirms it is because he has a pinup poster in his room. And if he had a girlfriend, uh, she would ask Yuji to take it down. <laughs> yeah. It's like the gun, the cowboy bebop gun I had in my, on my wall. Yeah. <laughs> it was a, it was a thing. Uh, first of all, we got to talk about how Megami drinks black coffee to try to impress women. And he has that little red mark in his face indicating how painful it is. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't drink coffee generally, but if I do, it's like a nice, you know, with milk and, and some kind of sweetener. I tried black coffee once. I couldn't, I literally couldn't swallow it. It was so bad. I was like, ah, it's I don't... battery acid. I don't like coffee, period. And I'm, I don't I'm like totally okay saying either. that. Yeah. If I got to wake up and have something every morning of my life and have it have no adverse effects on my brain or my body and just have a nice morning drink, it would be a 16-ounce sh- sugar-free Red Bull. <laughs> mm. I started <laughs> the day with a protein gods. shake. <laughs> I, can't do ca- I can't do caffeine. It makes me literally lose my sanity and get a bad headache. Dude, it's- I'm... Soft I'm, drink, sure, but like coffee to Red Bull. I I took one of those five hour energies once, and I literally couldn't lift my arms above my head for the next six hours. It was <laughs> fucked up. I don't know what's in those, but I did not have it. I just was tired and in pain. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Imagine your, your skeleton wanting to run out of your body that can't move. That's kind of <laughs> what it did to me. I quit uh, caffeine two weeks ago, and um, writer's block? Totally gone. Who would have thought that like mm. chilling out and slowing down would make you think think like enjoy things again? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Having a good think. Uh, yeah. So he shows up, confirms that he does not have a um, girlfriend, and she's like, "What kind of girls does he like?" And he just says he likes tall girls. But as you remember from season one, he likes tall girls with a big ass. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and the other thing I wanted to mention is the. Uh, so it's like that huh it's like that which is you remember that bit oh yeah yeah and then i was like okay well, yuko so is implying that she likes yuji and yeah Kugisaki. it's like we're, we're doing this we're doing this and then and then when i was a little confused when megami does it too i was like okay did i interpret the joke right but i think i did he's like all right we're all we're all getting on board with this we're yeah. all getting on board with this <laughs> um Kugisaki basically confirms that yuko will probably have a shot and they call Yuji and he shows up and he goes, who are you? And then he recognizes her. Um, flashback to middle school. Yuko overheard some boys asking uh, Yuji who he likes. And Yuji said he likes um, Yuko. And they're like, oh, but she's like fat and like whatever. And they're just being mean. And he says he likes the way she eats and he likes her handwriting. <laughs> it was a strange answer. <laughs> Which I'm like, honestly, mega based mode on Yuji's part. I'm like, <laughs> dude, liking just liking someone because you like them for who they are, and just yeah. admitting that and going with it is should not be a, as brave as it is. <laughs> mm, yeah. So Yuji king status here. Um, the other boys kind of like. Uh, oh wait. So she overhears this and she kind of feels seen by it, but she's kind of like, oh, we could never be together, blah, 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 whatever. 
And then um, she says a line that I thought was really interesting. She says, I'm living by the same standards as the people I hate. So she's like talking herself out of it because other people look down on her, basically. Even though Yuji likes her. She's got to go ahead, but she's her self-hatred is so strong from the culture around her that she's like, yeah, still no. Yeah. Which is sad. Very sad. Um, Flashback to the present. They've clearly hung out as a group in the evening and they're departing. Uh, Yuji and Yuko say goodbye. Um, And she forgets, he forgets to get her number, but Kugisaki got, got it. And then there's a moment where Kugisaki is like assessing her own feelings and realizes that she just doesn't want Yuji to get a girlfriend before she gets a boyfriend. <laughs> I loved that because I was like, are we doing the thing where she realizes she, because you see her go like, I had a feeling and I don't understand it. And it turns out the feeling is just petty jealousy. She's just like, I don't like the order this is shaking out and I will do everything in my power to affect it. It's like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Thank God we're not doing a love triangle. We don't need one here. Yeah. So kind of a wholesome little thing. Um, we'll see what happens here. Later in uh, Kyoto, Kyoto, Utahime is in charge of investigating the curse users at the school. Um, Megumi, Yuji, and Kugisaki, the trio, they meet up with her. And she tells them that someone has been leaking information about the school. And she thinks that Mekamaru is the mole. Um, cut to Kyoto school. We see um, Miwa walk up and uh, talk to Mekamaru, but he's resting. He kind of wakes up and he tells her to get his notebook. And she just walks over to his like doll and like pokes him a bunch of times. For um, a second, I thought it was the girl because I was like, okay, it's probably Mekamaru, but what if it's her? Because she's the first one you see. And then they, d- I kind of like that it was a little bit ambiguously presented to you just for a second. And then you go, oh, it's the robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They go, oh, and we have a mole, and then it cuts and it shows Miwa, and you're like, her? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then in like on second watch, I'm like, oh, she did say Mekamaru. That is the yeah, that is the correct answer. But I like um, that it's it shot kind of weird. I like it. Uh, Utahime leads the trio to Mekamaru's real body or the chamber where it is, and uh, she basically fills them in that Mekamaru uses puppet ma- manipulation via his heavenly pact. And he can use the puppet basically anywhere in Japan. If he had unregistered puppets, he could definitely be the mole. She hints that he, the puppets could even be the size of a mosquito. Have um, they talked about him having a heavenly pact before? Maybe. I forgot. Because I can't remember. And it felt sort of just like dumped here. I knew obviously he has it as abilities, but I didn't know if it was heavenly pact. And I'm still... I'm just really trying to keep up with all the terminology here. I still half remember what a heavenly pact is. So, yeah, I don't exactly. We don't have the full details on what a heavenly pact is yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, the thing that got me is they're like he can use the puppets anywhere in Japan. I'm like, Japan is like really long and narrow. Like, yeah, I'm sure he could use it outside of Japan too because Japan is pretty long. <laughs> yeah, I guess there would be a radius where he'd hit shore somewhere. Yeah, um, he could probably use it in Korea. Um, yeah, maybe parts of Russia. Maybe he's got one in North Korea. To see what's going on in there. Yeah, what if he's at the bottom tip of Japan? Yeah, can he touch the top tip? 
if he can, then he can also use it in China. Um. <laughs> and also, is there a more ominous phrase than unregistered puppets? Unregistered puppets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I ain't found it. That's the name of the episode, actually, because that's... Uh... <laughs> It's like these are these are fucking uh, puppets with the serial numbers filed off on the black market. Hey man, don't be gross, okay? Unregistered puppets, let's not do that. <laughs> um yeah, so they're about to enter the room. We see Mechamaro on the inside. He goes, "Oh, they're here." And he sits up. They open the door and the room is empty. And they're like, "Well, now we know he's the mole cuz he's gone." And then we cut to Mechamaru in his bathtub. And Ghetto and Mahito have walked into the chamber. This is a masterwork of editing. Mm -hmm. To trick you into thinking it's the same timeline, it's done so well. I am a sucker for whenever you're presented two things like this and you go, oh shit, that was yesterday? It would just look exactly the same and god damn it, they got me. Yeah, uh, I was expecting him to be in there. Yeah, I mean... So good. I, I do like, I love Fake Out. They did a great job with this one. Um, basically, uh, Ghetto and Mojito in there. Um, what's happening is that in exchange for information, Mojito will fix Mechamaru's body. Mojito wants to kill him, but Ghetto is like, no, no, no. We have to keep our word. Fix him first, and then we can kill him. Um, which I think is hilarious. Do we know what information he's given them, or do we just know he's giving them information? We don't know anything yet. Okay. Um, so Mahito uses idle transfiguration on him. He heals his body, and then they immediately start to fight. And uh, It's a great fight. Great fight. Mechamaru uh, basically swarms him with puppet bodies right away. Which reminded me of the daddy worm boy stuff, and I was like, I think we were told a blueprint of how this is going to play out a little <laughs> bit in a bit. Um, and then Mahito notices that Mechamaru has escaped and he's like, where is he? And then the ground explodes underneath Mahito and he's shot through the, the a lake bed out through the water above a dam and he lands on the dam and then we see Mechamaru, the water parts like it blasts up in parts, and we see Ultimate Mechamaru proto. Um, oh, sorry, Armored Puppet Ultimate Mechamaru Prototype Zero. <laughs> it's so good, and it's a great looking suit. It kind of looks like Godzilla. It's kind of got the Ava head. Like it looks really good. It looks kind of yuck at the same time. Like it was very good. Yeah, it's it's super fucking cool. I love it. It looks it looks like um like a Pokemon combined with an Ava. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's Avamon, basically. Avamon, and, uh, and, and then he's got lo- the cockpit. He has like a legit multi-monitored cockpit on the inside. <laughs> yeah, and it's Char's counterattack style where the image of the camera is all around you. Yeah. You can see everything. I they c- Anything but a Gundam was what I was expecting. Anything. Anything but a Gundam. <laughs> and I applaud their going... Let's go, go. Just fucking gun them off the top rope. Let's do it. Why the fuck not? We've got the budget. It's so fucking cool. And when he's in the cockpit, he thinks that he basically says that his whole go- goal is to contact Gojo to inform him about the Shibuya plot, which is probably what they're planning. Um, 
And while he's doing this, Mechamaru thinks of Miwa, so he definitely has a crush on her. And then he charges up his Ultra Cannon to shoot at Mahito. And as he fires it, the episode ends. Just a little taste of Shonen. Just a little. I, Dude, I hope we get tons of Ultimate Mechamaru. <laughs> I hope so, too. And I hope... I hope they know they never. First of all, I realize how much I like Mahito because whenever he's around Jujutsu Kaisen goes into my favorite of its visual modes, which is exaggeratedly magical grossness. And then the lines get really wavy and chunky and the art looks really cool. And you go like, oh, like, I love it. I he's he was my favorite parts of season one and and season two uh, now as well. But. I am very interested in Mikamaru. That trope of the guy who's in horrible pain but controls a stronger body is just a thing I like anyway. Like, I liked it in Invincible mm-hmm. as well. Um, but even that guy didn't have a Gundam. They upped it. Yeah. They upped the Annie. And it's a good suit. It's, uh, it implies, I mean, this is probably the most that he has. But if he can build this, oh, we should also mention that it runs on time magic, kind of. It's like the stored yeah. up energy he couldn't use. He can then cast time amounts of energy, which is a really interesting system. It goes mm-hmm. 17 years, two months and 29 days or whatever it is. And he just goes one year ultra can and just like concentrate. Yeah. It's like he's blasting resentment at them. Just pent up resentment, <laughs> and it's so good. It's very Ava. The more I'm talking about it, not, that's not exactly in terms what of its, it is. <laughs> not in terms of its exact power scaling, but like, oh yeah, that's something that Evangelion would do. Just sadness cannons and sadness shit like that. Cannon. <laughs> yeah. You know what? That's the name of the episode. Uh, <laughs> dude, I I love the idea of it being charged on time. Yes. Like, I don't know what the time is yet or what it actually I means. I but... think it's his age. Yeah. It's I... the how long he has lived in pain in that, you know, deteriorating body. One th- I think. I, that sounds about right. One thing that I will say, though, is this sets up Mechamaru to have like an incredible arc mm. because if he has a crush on Miwa, He's probably like been holding on to that for a long time, but can never express it. Now he has his body. All he has to do is survive. And, and on top par- of that, it's a parallel it- to Ozawa because now he's like, hey, I'm young and hot now. Oh, I interesting. Can, yeah, I can go be with the person I have feelings for. And Sorry to interrupt you, but that just hit me and it wouldn't leave my brain. And uh, there's a possibility that if they defeat Mahito, maybe the magic will be reversed. And then he goes back. Oh, yeah. Or maybe he's the new big bad. No way. No No, way. (laughs) I I would love that, though. I don't think that'll happen. But like, what if he became at least a like, what if he fully defected? I think that would be pretty cool. I don't want that to happen. I kind of like this sort of in between. He's kind of the who was the one that was the double agent in Wish for Mercury? I can never remember any of their names. Uh, Nika. Nika. He's kind of Nika. A little bit like, oh, you've been giving information to Shattuck, haven't you? Except yeah. if Shaddy was a Shattuck was a magic Nazi. Yeah, I feel like Mechamaru is probably smart about it. He was probably like, I want to get my body back. Here's a way to do it. I'm going to give them just enough information and then double cross them. I think so, too. I think that's exactly what he's doing. So love this episode. 
love what it sets up. I'm glad we're back with our with our familiar cast of characters. Um, also, I love that they they gave. Uh, I think just to make him look extra annoying, they gave Mahito three ponytails. And as I was watching, I out loud went, three ponytails. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> just a nice little touch. He is such an excellent villain. Like he's I feel so like Ghetto is like this. Um, really like he's very cruel and calculated but he's like reasonable yeah and more human mojito is like purely sadistic mojito is the joker he just wants to watch everything burn yeah he doesn't actually he's like oh i wonder what happens when i do this to a human body that's interesting and i was thinking what kind of cursed energy would create mojito and i was like this guy is made from body dysmorphia (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is every time a bodybuilder looks in the mirror and goes, not yet, that guy gets stronger. Yeah, Mito gets stronger. (laughs) I think if they, I think they said that he was the man's fear of man curse, which means he's crazy strong because everyone is low-key afraid of each other all the time of human nature itself. Interesting. I think that's what they said his origin was. My God. And that's why he's like a weird sewn together thing because mm-hmm. it's like he's everyone. Well, damn. With three fucking ponytails. That's why he's three ponytails. There's so much person in there. <laughs> There's so much asshole person in there. So much person three. per person. Such a such a high person to person ratio. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for this week, guys. Watch from Mercury at gmail.com. Watch the next episode and then send in your thoughts so we can read them on the pod. Watch from Mercury at gmail.com and patreon.com slash watch from Mercury. And Alex will post his anime playlist <laughs> I will. in there. And um, if you wanna if you wanna talk to me in the Discord about the politics of Gundam and have me not understand it, I, we can work that out. I'll just go, that sounds like a lot. No idea what you're talking about. <laughs> but I will interact. Hell yeah. Guys, get on the Patreon, get on the Discord, talk to us, say what's up. Um, Thank you so much for listening. Hit the three little buttons on Spotify and rate us five stars. That would be awesome. And uh, Alex, where can people find you? People can find me at Alex Fasella, A-L-E-X-F-O-S-S-E-L-L-A on Instagram. We're also at Watch for Mercury on Instagram. I do memes sometimes. And uh, I'm on Twitter at AFasella. Awesome. Guys, uh, follow me on Instagram at Asparaguts. It's like asparagus with guts at the end. I deleted my Twitter when it went to X because I was just like, mm, I'm good. I'm Can all we right. agree no one's ever going to call it X besides Elon Musk? The whole no thing is so calling stupid. It that. If, no one's okay, calling it that. <laughs> I deleted my account. I don't know if my account vanishes forever or if it's okay. like a deactivation, but if it if some miracle restores Twitter to what it was two years ago, <laughs> I will come back. But yeah. I don't have the patience for it right now. I just have it to follow left-wing journalists. It's just a news aggregator app for, for me. Yeah. And well, when I get drunk, I tweet stuff about martial arts. <laughs> mine's more of a comedian aggregator, and I want to see what uh, people are mad about and are joking about. Mm. It's a trend thing. Anyway, guys, thank you for listening. We'll talk to you all next week. May your shield be a thousand unregistered puppets. May your gun be a thousand years. Yes.